have a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone, and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of a Nigerian My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me, and let's talk. We start the week with Stingy Men Association. They are otherwise known as No Shishi for You. Women reciprocated, and they said, no shishi for us. We're not going to the other room. That was a little bit cringy, but I get it all banned and it's all fun. I do have my reservation about it, as you already know, but it's all banned. So we move. Angels from Africa, from Africa. They're coming right now. Donald Trump is the first president to be impeached twice after he incited violence. And our own ex-aviation minister, Fanny Kayode, said, power to the people. Which people? Which ones? We are removing a detector. That's the hashtag that has been trending on social media due to Uganda's election. Why is it so hard to let it go after 35 years? I know Nigerians have mixed feelings about Uganda, Ugandans, yeah? But we are brothers, we are sisters, and we must still look out for each other. Uganda gained independence 58 years ago, and one man has been ruling for 35 years. I'm curious, what are the things they talk about in these African Union meetings? These African Union meetings, what are the things that this African, this head of state, what do they talk about? What is the purpose of African Union? That Because what I read about on Google, it doesn't look like the reality of African and Africans. After ruling for 35 years, 35 years, one man... Now we move to the podcast of today, and I'm super excited about this one. Hello, and welcome to another brand new episode of Memoir of a Nigerian My name is Helen. Ah, on today's episode, we talk about uh, life in diaspora. I mean, Nigerians are everywhere. Even if you go to the coldest country in the world, we are there. The other country in the world, we are there. Even sometimes, Maybe the not-so-rich countries in the world, Nigerians are there. Now, according to Nigerian um, Diaspora Commission, their report says over 15 million Nigerians live in Diaspora. 15 million guys, that is like, I mean, a population of Lagos. Like a population of Lagos living abroad. It is incredible. What happened? Pilo Shelley. Now, it brings me to asking, what are these guys going there for? Why are people traveling abroad? I understand that uh, migration is is key, is important, but 15 million, that is a lot of millions of people, uh, a lot of Nigerians living abroad. Now, in Nigeria, everybody believes that money grows on trees when you're abroad. Like, because we call your people, your friends abroad and you're like, ah, things are so hard in Nigeria, which is the truth. Can you do this? Can you do that? But actually, beyond that, there is much more that people need to understand about people who go abroad, people who live abroad, and people who study or work abroad. The United States of America is a country most immigrants go. People go to the US more. So, I have decided to bring a US, uh, to bring USA to my podcast today. Since I don't have the start to go to the US. They said, see Muhammad, Jukubali, Loba, okay. 
Okay, Malabar Mohammed. That is if mountain cannot go and meet Mohammed. Mohammed has to go and meet the mountain. You people should clap for me like Momo proverb. So I have Ellen Akinshola. She's my friend. Everybody's my friend. I have Ellen Akinshola on the show today. Um, she's a student and also a hospital cosman in the military. I'm going to put a call through to Helen right now um, because we need to understand the things that are, that are happening over there. Helen will be with us in a bit. I'm calling. Hello. Hi, Helen. Hello. Hello. Hi, Helen. Welcome to welcome to Memoir of a Ninja Girl. I'm not ready to be there. Ah, how are you today, Helen? I'm fine. How are you today? Ah, I'm incredibly good. Um, it's it's nice to have you on the show. Ah, uh, it's nice and interesting. So tell me, Helen, what is it like living abroad as a Nigerian? What do I really like? What is it like? What is it like to to live abroad? Okay. Okay, what is it like living abroad? Yes, please. I mean, it's, it's different. Okay. Although there are some similarities there, but, you know, it's a place where, you know, everything works. Hmm. You have electricity, you have, you don't have to worry about the basic communities, or like, while I was in Nigeria, so, the difference is just clear. The difference is that you're living somewhere, you know that everything is organized, right. everything is scheduled, you know that, Okay, this is the time I go to work. This is the time I come back. Okay, there's traffic on the road, but it's not going to take long to get to where I'm going to because the roads are good and all of that. Yeah. Right. So, obviously, there is something called the American dream. So, is the proverbial American dream, is that what took you out of Nigeria? Uh, for me, no. Because before I traveled, I didn't know I was going to travel until probably a few months before I traveled. So I was just living my life, I was just doing whatever I wanted to do. So it wasn't that, it wasn't until I got here that I started thinking that, okay, there is this American dream and all of that. All my thoughts was probably I would come to the United States for my master's or something, but it happened earlier, so I had to leave. So how do Nigerians find the situation compared to what they had in their heads about American dreams? Because if you didn't, if you, obviously you said you don't have the American dream until you got there. But I'm sure you have um, other friends, you know, who probably came to the U.S. and felt like, okay, everything is on a platter of gold. We have to just, you know, what is it like when they got there and they saw that, okay, this is actually the reality. We have to pay for water. Meanwhile, in Nigeria, everybody has a bottle. Yeah. So what? What? Uh, okay. For for uh, the reality of the situation is when you are in Nigeria, as a Nigeria, living in Nigeria, you really do not understand what it, what it is like living abroad, living in the United States or any Western country. You just think, oh, people will say, oh, the person is in the United States, the person is in Canada, so the person should have money, mm. the person should have this. And you don't get it when they tell you, oh, I'm broke right now, or I have budget, so I, I can't go past my budget to give you this or to give you that because you basically pay for everything you use but you know that whatever you're paying for you're getting it exactly. so most people who come here some people don't have plans you 
they come here without plans. So people just come like, oh, as soon as I get to the United States, I'm just going to find my thing. Everything is going to work out fine for me. But, you know, adjusting to the different settings, the different society, a different, the cultural shock, everything is different. So adjusting to that takes a while and trying to know your way around, trying to know how things are being done. Because what the internet portrays, what uh, Google portrays when you try to find stuff online is different. Not everything is actually true. So it's different until you get experiences, you really don't know. So what shocked you when you, what, what was the f- one thing, one significant thing that shocked you when you got to the US? Uh, there are so many things that shocked me actually when I got to the US. The fact that, you know, I'm used to not having like electricity all the time that, from where I'm from. So when I got to the US, the first night I slept, when we slept, I woke up in the morning, the light was turned off obviously. I found it on and I said, oh wow, there's light. <laughs> when I came, I came out with the thought that, oh, they're going to take this light. They're going to take this light. And then when, if there's going to be um, electricity outage, they're going to text everybody. I mean, in the street that, oh, there's something happening that they need to fix it. And they will give us a specific time that it's going to be fixed. And they're going to, you know, bring back the electricity. The electricity. So it's like, wow. Never in but like I think they are doing that in Omoli right now. They tell people, they send messages to people. There's a group chat on, on um, that's just Omoli actually, but it's happening. Maybe not the way that when they tell, yeah, when they tell you, okay, we are going to bring your light by four o'clock. Sometimes it takes like seven o'clock, but I think um, that oh, is, that's nice. yeah. And also, yeah, for myself, I think I had culture shock one time, uh, and I was like. My phone is full, they will not take the lights. My phone is full, they will not take the light. But I feel like it's the Nigerian uh, factor that always comes into yeah. play. Uh, so, yeah, people do tell me now that, Ellie, why are you charging your phone? Your phone is like 80% of my phone. I hope there is no, I just, I just, I just forgot. Could see more So, how do you find the cost? How do you find the concept of people having two or more jobs in the U.S. compared to in Nigeria, people probably have nine to five or they just strictly delve into the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial industry? How do you find the fact that someone someone has to wake up in the morning and go to a job, you have to work for maybe nine o'clock to six six o'clock and from ten o'clock that that same day you have to go to work and come back by three o'clock or whenever. How do you find that? Okay, just like I said before, uh, that people that come to the United States, sometimes those, some people have uh, the, you know, American dream in their head. They already fantasize how everything is going to be mm. when they get to the United States. You don't realize the real situation of things until you get here. So most people who have to do jobs in the United States, uh, it's more like it means one end for them. Right. Because uh, it's a place where the system works. So if you work for something, you definitely would get it. So for someone who doesn't have the right qualifications to get into the right position, you will probably be doing two to three jobs. And if you consider that, if you look into that very well, most people who do two jobs, three jobs at a time, most of them are like, they don't have you know, the degree because if you have a good degree, public here and everything is good with you. Your nine to five job is 
it's not for you, right? We would give you good money. So and tell me. Bring something that is in demand. So Helen, yeah. the the uh, yeah. the degree in Nigeria, whatever degree you you have from Nigeria, does it really work in the US to get a job to secure jobs and and um, stuff like that? Uh it's 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 50 because I would say from what I have seen and from what I have experienced, I've seen people who use their degree from Nigeria to right. work. All you need to do is evaluate your results. So when you send it to finally the Ministry of Education, so they evaluate it and convert it to an equivalent degree in the United States. So and if you when I say you have the right qualifications, if you have the right documentation to work, you definitely get a job. If it is something that is in demand, you know there are some work that is so hard to get yeah. unless you probably do something related to that job in the United States or yeah. something that requires a high security clearance. So, as you know, the United States don't just give anybody those kind of jobs. They have to be probably just citizens or someone they know they can trust. Mm. So, something like that. Yeah, so it's useful. Your degree in Nigeria or anywhere else you get it from. When you get here, if you have the right documentation, you evaluate it and you probably can get a job with that. If, if, for example, I want to migrate to the US now, you said I have to be prepared. How prepared should I be? I mean, you can never be over-prepared, you just ask the right questions. When I mean ask the right questions, talk to people. Don't, one thing I've learned while being here is don't keep quiet. Hmm. Don't be like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person. And yet everything is, you know, transparent. I know how much my neighbor has, I know how much my dad has, if you understand what I'm saying. Right. So you know, you there's nothing to keep or hide yet. You can say, oh, I don't want this person to know what I'm going through. I don't want to. So because you get information from that, from people who have experienced the same situation as you. So you connect to people. There are so many groups online, online groups that, you know, connect people with, you know, similar goals, hmm. similar dreams. So they share ideas and suggestions. Wow, that's 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 a very good um, response from you, and um, I'm really appreciative of, of that. Um, I have a I have a few more questions. You are um, you are her hospital copsman in the military. Would you have done that in Nigeria? Yeah. Well, if I was in Nigeria, I would never have even thought of joining the military in Nigeria because wow. obviously, you know how it goes in Nigeria. Before you can get any surgery job. You have to know someone that knows someone, and mm. even if you don't, maybe you get it by sheer luck. Mm. And with all the military press in Nigeria now, I just probably I just joined the military here as a form of curiosity because when I was in a community college, the recruiting office was right in front of my college, so I just like, oh, let me see what's going on there and all of that, and it seems you know interesting to me. And I'm like, okay, let's see how it goes. It's amazing you just you use that. Nigeria you have to know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody because if you listen to memo of a Nigerian girl's um, um, thriller we talked about it in Nigeria you have to know somebody that listen did you listen to that yeah. I think that's where you got that from that knows someone that that person has to know another person now almost every Nigerian in the US they are all studying medicine, nursing. Why that field? 
Well, uh, a huge percent of Nigerians in the U.S. actually. Yeah, a large group of people because we have so many people in the engineering industry. All right. So, but yeah, people studying medicine because uh, medicine, nursing, anything that has to do with the medical field because uh, it has never go out of status. Now, imagine the times we are in now. There's still a high demand for nursing. protest influence this this community Spend in the military camp? 
it just all depends on for the military. I mean, the United States Navy. So oh, it all depends on uh, the training you're doing. For me, I spent the whole training because it's, it's like in uh, two parts. Mm. For me, it was in two parts. So I did the boot camp first. After the boot camp, I have something that we call a school. So where you go for the job you really had to do in the military. So I spent seven months, a total of seven months altogether. Okay. Um, aside yourself, Elena Kinshala, did you meet any other Nigerian in that um, camp? Oh, yeah, I met a lot of Not a lot, though, because I mean, maybe so we don't have, you know, a huge amount of Nigerians. But I met Nigerians there. I met Nigerians. I met them. And, you know, the moment you see them, you're all kind of like, oh, you're Nigerian. Oh, I'm Nigerian too. And these guys just automatically become friends. Yeah, so. Nigerian blood that is smelling. Abibeko. So I think it smells everywhere. So, do you? Let's be realistic right now. Do you have anyone in Nigeria who wants to migrate to the US but is having um, visa issues? I think I have a lot of my friends who that are so close in Nigeria. Most of them would love to migrate out of Nigeria. Mm. Like they're so over Nigeria. What do you think they are not doing right? Uh, I wouldn't say what I think they're not doing right because, you know, everything we all have as different stories and we all have, you know, different opportunities presented to us at different times. Mm -hmm. Most of those people, some of them have tried, some of them have tried to come to the US that I know that simply denied the visa because I think some mistakes that people make when trying to, you know, get out these uh, inconsistent. Okay. When I mean inconsistency is uh inconsistency is the information they give to uh the embassy. Right. Because if you put oh I finished university in two thousand and nineteen and your work experience says that you've been a manager in a particular company for three years. Okay. How did you finish university in two thousand and nineteen and you've been a manager for three years and it's not your own company? How is that possible? Oh, wow. So, you know, and uh, embassy, the United States Embassy or any other website, they, 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 do, they do their investigation. So, if they don't get like, how come this doesn't you know, work well? Or if it is, yeah, for example, there are some people that probably maybe their parents, they have house, house for them, and inconsistent information in the sense that they don't really know a lot of information about the person. Mm. for them because I got the experience that when I went for my own interview, I saw someone that didn't know that uh, his, uh, his son was married and he was like, oh, she was like, oh, my son is single. And they're like, oh. when we have a past case, your son is married. Married. Oh, so that wow. means you don't even know who you're going to meet. Wow, that's, that's incredible. And um, of course, I don't know if I should say congratulations. Um, Regarding the new presidential election, did you vote for Trump or oh, yeah. did you vote for the Joe Biden? Oh, thank you. So, thank you which one did you vote for, Trump or the Uncle Joe? I have to call him Uncle now because we're very sad. For me, for me, because I'm the military, so my loyalty is tied to the chief, the chief of staff. So oh. I cannot really say more than politics. 
All right, definitely, definitely respect it. We definitely respect that. Okay, yeah. we don't want problem for you. Um, but the other people around you, uh, are they really feel happy about who won the election? As the other people around me, yes, I know they are happy about who won the election. They are excited because you know all the crazy rules that have been going on, especially about immigration and about the black community as a whole. So everyone is like jubilating. But we hope that this uh, new administration will be better than the previous one. Okay. Well, I hope the next time I apply for um, a US visa, I hope I get it. I really hope that. Yeah, I hope so, so, so you can come over here. Okay. Twenty twenty one. Uh, what's it called? Share, 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 share wish list. Yeah. So we move. I don't want to have so much plans because now we're Q twenty twenty. So we move, right? Thank you so much, Helen, for joining me on today's episode. It's incredible. Learned a lot. Thank you very much, girl. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's really my pleasure to be on today's episode. Oh, thank you, so thank you. You, you can call me Ma actually, but you're welcome. <laughs> so that is it on today's episode of Memo of Nigeria, guys. So what I've learned is if you want to migrate, you have to be ready. Be ready for everything. Be consistent with your visa application. Don't lie. There's nothing to lie about. Your work here, tell them. How much you earn, tell them. And make sure you have someone, a place to stay. Don't just Say I'm going out of the country without having plans. It's really, really important that you have a plan. Okay, so that is it. My name is Helen. Mm -hmm, you already know that. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram, helen.love.23. And this video and the podcast, share it, like it, comment, tell your friends, your fans, your acquaintances, your, your enemies and everyone. Thank you. God bless you. I am a Nigerian lady who knows someone that knows someone and that person is a friend of another. In Nigeria, everybody knows somebody. Memoir of Nigeria. My diary, my friend's discussion, my acquaintance's conversation, all on this table. Follow me and let's talk.